Hey guys, it's Brother Jonathan at the Woodshed, where we tell the truth even when it hurts. We've got Brother Todd back in the studio with us, and we're excited to go into the Tower of Babel. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 11 tonight, so stick around and we'll get started. Alright guys, so hey, last time that we talked, and it's been a while, we took last week off, it was Pastor Appreciation, um, I feel mildly appreciated, Todd, and uh, and so uh, my appreciation meter has gone up, and, um, and, and so uh, everything's good, and we're back on track now, so we're going to start with chapter 9, which is the, the finale of the flood, so we've seen um, Noah be instructed by God that, hey, there's going to come a deluge. In fact, I'm going to name you grandpappy after this, the deluge, Mr. Methuselah. And, uh, and Methuselah dies. And what do you know? The deluge happens. And we see that the, uh, the water in the firmament falls. The fountains of the deep burst forward from underneath the earth. You got water coming down, water coming up. There's water, water everywhere. And, uh, and that we have the animals two by two, except for the clean ones seven by seven on the clean ones and god slams the door shut he seals it and they're in the ark for over a year that's a year of animal poop that's a year of feeding the animals that's crazy yeah it just sounds like your house it it does (laughs) it honestly does so yeah the um so Lindsay has decided that she wants koi fish we have to have koi fish pond Try to talk her into largemouth bass. She went koi fish, and um, and so I told her, I said that's fine, but I ain't digging it. And I thought that it would stop right there, but no, no, not that Riley blood. She's out there with a shovel, digging a three foot deep six by six hole, and uh, she she almost has it. When I left, it was it was getting close. Yeah, I thought I saw uh, <clears throat> maybe one of your oldest one uh, digging. No, that was that was Abel. Yeah, he's the oh, one that's okay. not allergic to hard work. Oh, and, uh, okay. yeah, that little sucker, like, he is something. He was out there just shoveling away. Like, he would wake up in the morning and before anybody else was up and go outside and start digging. Like, he just, this is a job. I want to do this job. He, he's he's something, man. He wants to make mommy happy, I'm sure. He does. And it it's kind of breaking something, which is his love language, is breaking something. And so, uh, you know, so there's a little bit of that, I think, that plays into it, too. So, but, uh, so yeah, so we're going to be the proud owners of not just rabbits, not just chickens, not just goats, not just pigs, not just a dog and bees, but now also koi fish. And so, um, I don't know, can you eat a koi fish? Uh, you know, it's like a giant goldfish or something isn't it yeah they were always in the chinese restaurant but they, they, like i never see them on the menu so yeah no i've never seen koi fish yeah and and you know according to our government they'll eat bats and all kinds of stuff so if they won't even eat a koi fish it must not be any good yeah really because usually in in like uh china and japan they eat just about anything yeah yeah there's wet markets over there so yeah, yeah. So the um so we see the flood happen. We see the year in the ark with the animals, all the dank, all the wet, all the stank. It's all there. And then finally God's like, "All right, it's over. Come on out." And they come out and Noah immediately sacrifices to the Lord 
He's thankful to be out of that boat, you know, and to, to finally be on dry land again. And, um, and we see that Noah plants a vineyard. Okay, Noah plants a vineyard. He harvests a crop off of the vineyard. There it ferments, and he drinks the wine, and, uh, and then he becomes intoxicated. No, he, uh, that's, that's, completely, that's completely not Baptist of you, that, that they're... That wine was not intoxicating. That's impossible. That's right. Noah would never drink naturally fermented wine. We never have that. You know, that's right. So it was it was clearly Welch's grape juice and he just got a, a head rush. He got a sugar rush off of it. So we have to sanitize the Bible. We can't just read it for what it is. Right. And so uh so you know, he gets drunk, he passes out, and then we have this situation that arises with his son Ham. Okay. Um, the other two, pretty good dudes, you know, you got, you got Shem and you got Japheth and they seem like pretty, pretty nice fellas. Um, there's just something wrong with Ham, man. He, he's just wrong. He's just a bad dude. So he sees dad passed out and it says that he uncovers his father's nakedness. Okay. Now the, uh, in Leviticus, it gives us some explanation on this. It can mean that either he you know, basically molested his father or that he took advantage of his mother, one of the two. All right, so it exists in one of those two contexts. It's either Noah or it's Noah's wife that gets taken advantage of by Ham. And then um, the goober, like, just just goes out and, like, brags about it. Like, it's, he's, yeah. I think he fell in the ark and hit his head. <laughs> yeah, something, something yeah. happened because immediately... Noah curses, not God, but Noah curses the offspring of the situation. That's it. He curses not Ham, but he curses Canaan, the son of Ham. And so Canaan, Canaan is the one that bears the curse. You know, so it's the, like you said, the result of the situation, which leads me to think that it's Noah's wife, you know, that here he took advantage of his mother. And uh, so you have this like sexually perverse weirdo guy that's even proud of his perversity. And he has his own wife, but here he's taking advantage of Noah's wife, his mother, and then bragging about it. You know, so he's he's weird. He's got problems. Okay, and uh, and so then, like you said, I'm in agreement. I think that it's the offspring of the situation that becomes uh, the object of the curse. That that is a cursed son. Who then, of course, Canaan, your Canaanites come from Canaan. And we know what those are. Those are some big, bad, ugly fellas. You have your, your Ogs, uh, you know, of Bashan and all these who are descendants of, uh, you know, of Canaan that live in the land of Canaan. You see that when they get on the precipice or, you know, they get there close to the, the Hebrews of going into the promised land, they send out the spies into Canaan to spy it out. And they come back and they go, yo, it's full of giants. There's some big old boys in here. You know, like it ain't that, you know, here we are six foot tall and they're seven foot tall. We're like grasshoppers compared to these dudes. You know, like they're 15, 20 foot tall and we're five foot tall, you know, five and a half foot tall Hebrew of the day. And so um, the Bible very much talks of giants. I mean, it's constant. It's not just Genesis 6, but it continues all throughout Scripture to refer to these giants and to refer to the offspring, this Nephilim, Raphium. Um, it, it, re, it refers to them continuously throughout Scripture. 
Yeah, so you have uh, you got Nephilim, then you got the Raphaim, and uh, and that name is kind of weird, Raphaim, like the you know coming from the dead or rising up or something like that. Uh, in the root word there, it's just it's just weird stuff. But it, it's it's funny how Shem he uh, Shem's doing what's right, and then. Somehow there's this second influx of angels coming in and we have, then we have Ham's descendants that are just go crazy. And they're just like anything perverse and wrong since I was born of a perverse situation. I want to keep being perverse. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're special. I mean, they're, they're just chase down any kind of immorality that they can possibly have. So you have the Amorites come from Ham. You have the Philistines come from Ham. The Canaanites come from Ham. Um, Egypt even comes, you know, from the descendants of Ham. That whole region right there is is all Hamites. They're all Ham descendants. And they're all screwy, man. Like, they're all weird. You know, you got the Philistines who are worshiping mermaids and skinning people alive and drinking their blood and stuff. I mean, you have the Amorites with Chemosh and with Ashtoreth and all of these that they're worshiping the sun god and the the, the bull god and, and all of these things. Ishtar. And yeah. Ishtar and uh, Molech, you know, all of these. You know, they're sacrificing their children. Uh, I mean, they're just weird. Yeah. And it comes from Noah's weird son, the one he should have pushed off the boat. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. If I'm sure some demon would have possessed somebody other than Ham. It had got in no, there, man. It, 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 yeah, they yeah. tried to work it in The there. devil's always about that business. He always wants to corrupt creation in any way that he can, you know. And so um, he would have found a way. You know, the devil is, is sneaky. And if it wouldn't have been with Ham, it, it would have been a few generations later with somebody else. But but you can always tell the ones that are willing to be used. You know, oh, so, yeah. You know, I'm just an instrument in the hands of the Satan. That's you know, right. That's it. So. Get them in. You get them everywhere. You get them in church. You get them in the world. You get them everywhere. That's it. So, like. so then we we trace down chapter ten. It's just a big begot 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 you know kind of chapter to where it's just giving us a lineage. And really, it only gets interesting around verse twenty five. And in verse twenty five, we have to Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided. Okay, so during Peleg's time is when we see the Tower of Babel come. And we see that issue arise out of the Tower of Babel during the life of Peleg. And Peleg says, it says here, that during his days was the earth divided. So we're going to see a division of the earth. Now, do you think this is just simply to where people groups were divided, or do you think that this is where the actual land masses were divided? Yeah, I don't think this is land where the land masses started to divide. I think that... Uh that the the flood is is receded and uh and this is just where people groups start splitting up i mean this is this is where the languages are split up you know you've got these this all these people from everywhere obviously this isn't the whole world but this is a lot of people that i'm um, shim's kids weren't hanging out with ham's kids you know, yeah, I wouldn't let my kids run down the road to that pervert's house. You yeah, know, so seriously. Be like, stay away from them Hamites. You see them? They're kind of crazy. That's right. They've been eating too much ham. Yeah, don't don't talk to that uncle at Thanksgiving. Stay away from him. There's a reason they call it ham. <laughs> you leave my pork products alone, <laughs> sir. It is delicious. God, the pig is God's tastiest animal. 
<laughs> so because it has everything in it. Yeah, and it's everything. <laughs> it's the Heinz fifty seven of animals. So it says in verse uh, verse one of chapter eleven, it starts right off, and it says, "Now the whole earth had one language and one speech." I do want to go back to verse to chapter ten. That's not allowed. Just a second. I just told you we were done. <laughs> okay, know, but it's, all right. Let's detour. Let's back it up. Throw it in reverse. All right. So in verse ten, it, it says uh, it says there in verse uh, seven, it says it talks about Nimrod, and in verse eight, and it says Nimrod began to be a mighty one in the earth. Now some people think. This is where there was some kind of sexual perversion or something, where he be, where he changed. Mm-hmm. So he be, he started to become. Maybe he started to become a nephilim from something. Maybe there was some more genetic manipulation going on. So that's mm-hmm. all I wanted to cover. There was Nimrod was special. Yeah, he was, and like and so short bus. You know how you know it's funny that now his name is like a, a put down. Like, all right, need Nimrod. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it comes from it, you know. But like here, he he is an advanced person, and a lot of translations word it that he is a mighty hunter of the Lord. Okay, now that's not meaning that he wants to hunt after the Lord, but rather that like he wants to kill God. You know, like his 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 whole persona becomes not that I want to build a tower and get to God or become like God. He's like, I want to kill that dude. Well, I've heard, I've heard other people say that he was a giant killer. Oh, so I've heard multiple different opinions. I think he was a giant. I think Nimrod was a giant. Yeah. Like maybe he, maybe he started to become a giant so that he could kill the giants. Hmm. Maybe he wants to kill all the giants so that he can be the only giant. Maybe so. Yeah. Because, like, I, I just feel like somewhere in the world, they're, like, maybe it's like the Irish Professional Basketball League. You know, like, it's just me and a bunch of leprechauns, and I'm dominating. I'm like the Irish Shack or something, you know. Yeah. And, like, that has to exist somewhere. Like, I'm not good enough to compete with the best, but somewhere I might be the best. That's like in China, you know, if you play basketball in China. If they mm-hmm. genetically manipulate you to be like seven foot tall, like are you saying Yao Ming was genetically uh, engineered? I mean, where does that come from? I mean, everybody. You don't know where children come from. I know where children. You come have from. like half a dozen of these things. Like you, you, you is have this one, new. You have one more than me. So <laughs> I found out on the first one. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, tall babies, I know where they come from, Todd. You know, this is a thing. You don't just all of a sudden get one that's like seven foot tall. I don't know. That's just kind of craziness. Yeah, you know, you tend to see tall families. uh, You know, it would be odd to see, like, everybody else is short, and then you just have this one out insanely tall kid without some kind of a real genetic abnormality. What will they call that? Gigantism or something like that is yeah. the, the technical term. Yeah. It's like a tumor on a, on some kind of a, um, your pituitary gland yeah, or something, something like just that. keeps putting out stuff and you keep growing. Yeah. And usually when that happens, you'll see people that are really tall and really skinny. Like they can't hold themselves up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if you see like Andre, the giant, that yeah. dude, they, that was a they try to say that that's what he had, but it's clear that he was regular proportioned. Just beam just down off of a UFO. Big old dude. 
just beamed them down straight out of the flying saucer. <laughs> well, they say that, that his granddad was tall, but like nobody confirmed it or anything. So yeah. we don't know what happened there. I mean, there's always, you know, it, there have been stories of alien abductions for years and years and years. So it's very possible it could have been, you know, maybe his mom was, mm. you know, abducted or something and, and they mm. just made him really big. I, I don't know. But it says... You know, when the disciples are asking Jesus, they say, what's it going to be like when you come back? And it says, it will be as it was in the days of Noah. Well, what was going on in the days of Noah? And he says, marrying and giving in marriage. Well, that happens all the time. So he was talking about something different. Yeah, because he wouldn't have had to refer back to Moses or to Noah for that. He could have said, like, it'll be like yesterday. Yeah. People getting married and being given in marriage. Yeah, like So it, it had to be who they were marrying and who they were being given in marriage to that made that the standout, you know, yeah. that made that worth mentioning. So you've got hybrids of some kind. You've got weirdness going on. Yeah. And there are, you Genetic know. manipulation. manipulation. Yeah. Eugenics. Uh, CRISPR technology. CRISPR technology. Yeah, all this kind of stuff. Isn't that is that right? Is that the right thing? Yeah, that's what they yeah. call it, CRISPR. Yeah, CRISPR technology where they're editing genes and custom making DNA and all that kind of stuff in order to, you know, you know, they keep talking about these designer babies that in the future you'll be able to pick your your kids' eye color and their height and all this kind of stuff and Do, they're doing it. Yeah, they're they're doing it, man. I mean, absolutely. It's definitely looking more and more like the days of Noah every day. You know, and like they're disguising it in the headlines, um, which is funny, man. Like it, uh, God bless people who just listen to the news, you know, or just watch whatever Fox News puts on, you know, and like they'll bury news stories, like it'll be in a headline in some newspaper, and they'll just kind of float it there for a while, and then they'll come out and they'll be like, oh yeah, this has been going on forever, you know, like this isn't a new thing, you know, you're you're being crazy, you're exaggerating things. This isn't a new thing. We've always known this, right. You know? And you're going, no, nah, man, like, you know, somebody wrote an article 10 years ago about it. You know, that just that just means it's been happening for a long time. doesn't mean it's not happening. It just means that, you know, now we're 10 years further into it than when you should have started thinking about it. So Right. I was a conspiracy nut, you know, 25 years ago or whatever, and, and now, now I'm just... Uh, now you're a conspiracy nut tree. Well, I, I was gonna say I'm just average on this conspiracy scale now. <laughs> like I'm not even I'm not even in the far reaching. But can you imagine the life on the other side of this? Can you imagine really thinking that everybody is going about their life? There's no nefarious plans. Like the government's looking out for your best interest. Like, can you imagine just like thinking? All's right with the world. Everything's fine. Yeah, that's like 85, 90% of the world. They're just like, yeah, we'll just keep doing what we're doing and everything's going to be fine and nothing's going to change. And I mean, the Bible says that, you know, everything's like it's always been. They don't believe Jesus is coming back there, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So people are, people are sheep. People are sheep. You know, sheeple. Yeah. We've got lots of sheeple. Yeah. Just, just listen. Just don't question things. Just mm. do what we've always done. Mm. Everything's gonna be fine. Bunch just... of nimrods. Yes. Yeah. So that's what we got. We got a bunch of nimrods out there. But we've got vaccines. one here in scripture, and this one nimrod was a mighty hunter of the Lord before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, 
but not just Babel. He had Eric, he had Akkad, he had Kalna, and all of that land of Shinar. Okay, now Shinar is modern day Iraq. That's what we would know uh, on our map. You know, Shinar is Iraq. Okay, and um, we just we just fought some wars in Iraq, and um, you know, back in the nineties, in the early two thousands. Uh, we had a lot of troops on the ground in Iraq. There was a lot of stuff going on. We were in that region, Afghanistan. There were stories even of these red-headed giants living in the mountains, you know, coming out and uh, the troops having to fight, the, you know, some of these giants and things. And so we had a lot of stories that started, you know, kind of circulating even from, um, you know, the Clinton Podesta emails that got, you know, hacked and, and, uh, and leaked. It had uh, Hillary Clinton asking if they had found the body of Nimrod. Oh yeah. Or well, it was Gilgamesh. It was Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh is yeah. Nimrod. You know, so it's they, the same person. They in, they invaded the museum. You know, you heard about that on the news for about three days or something like that. Yeah, and because like they were trying nothing. to save works of art. Right. They were yeah. they were saving works of art. I mean, and where are those? Where are those, those works, works of art well, now? Where the rest of the cool stuff is? Clinton Library. No, it's it's underneath the um, Tony Stark's laboratory. Almost. Um, what is that big museum up in Washington, D.C.? The, the Senate building? The one that keeps hiding all the giant bones and everything else. National Archives? Smithsonian? The Smithsonian. Oh, there you go. Okay. The, it's all under the Smithsonian. Uh, it's under it. It's under the Underground. Yes, underground. Mm-hmm. Like like the caves or the, the tunnels that go from like the Pentagon to the White House. There's all this stuff underground. So yeah. it's all sitting underground. Yeah. Okay, so we know we know that Nimrod had to be real. This isn't just a story because we know Nimrod and Gilgamesh are the same person. You can read the Epic of Gilgamesh, and that'll give you a lot of insight into what's going on and into his uh, mentality of what's happening right now. And um, and so uh, so for them to be able to recover the body of Gilgamesh, it has to be a Gilgamesh. He was a big dude. Yeah, they say, I want to say this, it was like 12 or 13 foot tall or something like that. And they said when they found the body, it was like like he had just died yesterday. Like it wasn't like mummified, but like oh, it was yeah. still in like pristine condition. Yeah, so. I think they want to, uh, I think they just want to clone him. Ooh. That's what I, that's, Cloning's not real. We just did that one sheet back in the 90s. Right. The, the Nazis definitely did. And we clone just it. cloned Dolly, and then we were like, all right, we're done. Put it on a shelf. And we haven't heard about it since, Todd. So oh, exactly. it, was just, it was just one sheep. I know. It's so another crazy conspiracy. Quit being a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> you crazy fella. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not like demons need a body to, you know, to operate in. And, um, and, you know, they're just trying to give them these shells that they can, you know, occupy and possess to carry out their whims. You know, it's not like they're trying to bring back the gods of the Canaanites. Yeah, exactly. That would so, never happen. Yeah, that's not in an email either. No. So, so th- this, this when, when, when Nimrod goes to, to build this tower, it says they actually are in the valley. You know, the valley, the valley, of, valley Shinar. of Shinar. So they... Yeah. They're in, and, and the stories, and, and you hear a lot of people try to say, you know, hey, they were trying to, what, like, why a tower? Oh, they, I think it was a pyramid. I think they were building a pyramid trying to reach, trying to reach heaven. So. Well, how can you reach heaven if, uh, I mean, if it's just like atmosphere and then right on the other side of atmosphere, it's a complete vacuum. Oh. 
Oh, um, Stargate. Oh, okay, Stargate. It's yeah. a Stargate. Where does that Stargate go? Stars. Stars? It's a gate to the stars. To a light? So basically it's like a ladder so you can stare at a light that's in the firmament. Yeah, that's it. That's 100% it. Now the key focus of what I wanted to put here was um, I was loading up a good gotcha question until you reset us back in time into chapter 10. Okay, <laughs> So 24 minutes. All right, here we are. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, it says, the whole earth, the whole earth, everybody had one language and one speech. What were they talking? What was their language? Whatever language it was that Noah had when he got off the boat. Ah. But what language? I don't know. Oh, you don't know? So it would have to be like a language that they all knew. Yes. So a language that had been handed down. Like English. Like a, like a language that uh, Adam and Eve spoke. Like a language that Adam and Eve spoke when they were talking to God. Like all that Genesis account where like they're talking to God and God's like, who told you you were naked? You know, so it'd have to be a language that they could understand. Which And also it's a language that God speaks. What's that language, Todd? That'd what language they'd be talking? Uh, that'd be a heavenly language. Oh, maybe like an angel language? Well, I mean, like the like when Paul says, "Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels," a known language. Yeah, it's a real language. I mean, it's not you know Pentecostal gabbly goop, you know goop and all that. It ain't untamatai tamatai. You know, I bought a Mazda, should have bought a Honda. You know, it's none of that kind of junk. You know, it's not the made up Pentecostal church tongue, but the actual tongue of Pentecost, the language of the angels. You mean like the language that divided itself and nobody understood and even the county they were born in? Like the language that all linguists point to and say there has to be a root language because all languages seem to share some stuff in common. Yeah. Yep. All right. So this this was the root language. It was a language that had been spoken by their ancestors. It was probably a language that Adam and Eve spoke. It's probably the language that God taught them to speak um maybe even when god was speaking things into existence uh, he had to speak it in a language right i think if god wanted to speak everything in existence in pig latin he could well yeah it'd still be a heavenly language <laughs> you know as soon as it's spoken in heaven it's heaven heavenly language you know so yeah he could have made it into pig latin and that'd have been just fine that'd you know been, that'd have been hilarious it, it kind of would you know but you know yeah okay so that's what we have so we have this whole world speaking one language they all have a common language they're able to speak to one another without any kind of a divide everybody spoke the same language so no longer was this there this cultural divide between between different people groups or this language barrier that they had to overcome and they had to figure out how to communicate with one another not like everybody just knew the same thing now we're on the verge of that now like we're we're very much approaching that to where um you know when i was a uh you know when i had my secular job and was working as a salesman um a lot of our customer base was hispanic and i don't speak i don't speak spanish but my phone did you know so i was able to conduct business and and sell a lot of product because i could talk into my phone and my phone knew how to talk spanish and then they would talk to my phone and my phone would tell it to me in english 
And so we had a phone operating as a translator between the two of us. And it was almost like we had one language now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's everywhere. You look at the, when different leaders like at the UN and stuff like that, when they talk, you see them with these things in their ear. So it doesn't matter. You have translators that are translating it for them. And I'm sure that will just move to AI. I mean, Terminator. I mean, um, you know, whatever that happens to be demonic. Um, speaking back in their ear, um, you know, it's all like one language. It's everybody's getting it. That's it. And here God looks down. He says, indeed, the people are one and they have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing they propose to do will be withheld from them. In other words, if everybody speaks their own language, um, mankind can do just about anything. Because you have certain peoples who are gifted in certain ways and certain people groups, certain cultures have certain pieces of truth and pieces of the past. And when you start to put all of this together, then um, there's nothing that can stop them in their mission. So this mission was on a mission to try to overthrow God. They said, hey, let's build a, a pathway to the heavens so that we can, we can uh, engage in war against God. And God's like, you know, trump card, boom. You know, guess what? Now you all speak in different languages. You know, now nobody knows what anybody's saying. And at that, he scatters them all across the creation. Up until this point, we have reason to believe that they were all just in that fertile crescent area of the Middle East, that that's where everyone was. And then God's just like, no, I think I'm going to drop these Indians right over here, and I'm going to drop these other Indians that are really Indians over here, <laughs> and I'm going to drop these these uh, Chinese and the Koreans and, and uh, the Malaysians and the J- uh, Japan, and, and here's the Russos. I'm going to separate them off of, the, off of the Germans, off of the Nordics, off of all of these different people. And, uh, and so all of a sudden, dude, bunch of different tongues, bunch of different people whole world is populated now it's not just this fertile crescent of people who all have the same language same culture and same purpose but now all of a sudden they wake up whole different place they're in a new land they got a new language and they have to go from there well they when they i'm sure it wasn't as detailed as um like you you know the germans and the dutch you know, you had probably, you know, main languages, like six or seven main languages, and everybody kind of spawned off of that. I mean, God could have done whatever he wanted to. It doesn't say how many languages it, it divided them up to. But <clears throat> but they were, they were of one accord, and God spread everybody out. And obviously we had, we got Asians and, you know, that kind of thing. But, and now that, that everybody is able to talk the same language, what's happening now? Mm. Yeah, we're moving back towards it, moving back to where, where we came from. So it's the genetic manipulation, the demonic worship, the um, you know, all of that. You know, the wickedness of man is increasing drastically um, to where Noah was perfect in his generations. He was the last good man everybody else in their heart was to do evil continuously. And man, it just seems like we're moving back that way. I mean, it just seems like people are looking for perversity. They're looking for violence. They're looking for sexual immorality. They're looking to do anything evil that they can possibly do. 
and I, I think we're I think we're right back there. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I, I don't I don't believe in evolution. I believe in de-evolution. You know, God created things perfect. We're screwing it up. You know, we're unwinding this world uh, to the point to where it just ends. You know, and I think I think we're rapidly approaching it. You know, I've given you my theory on when it's all over, when the big shebang. You know, so the um, you know, I think we're pretty close. Yeah, I think that we're definitely in the seals. I do too. I don't know how far yet, but you know, it, oh, by the way, we missed the rapture. Do you do you hear that? The rapture was supposed to be Friday night. There was, oh, really? a, there was another yeah yeah again a- we missed one. another rapture believe Man. it or not yeah but yeah you know I think some Jewish dude farted on TBN and 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 they were like what that it, it means that it's got to be the rapture's got to be September twenty third at six p.m. and uh, and yeah you know TBN. there's probably a lot of a uh, lot of Kool Aid a lot of jumpsuits a lot of weirdos on top of a mountain in California I just had to march back down you know yeah. Yeah, or they're uh, probably what's going to happen is they're all going to gather together, and uh, you know all these big alien spacecraft are going to come down, and the hybrids will get dropped off, and all these people will load up. Mm-hmm. You know that'll a probably little swappy, be swappy. Do you think they'll look? Swappy. They'll look like each other. I don't think necessarily. Yeah. Do you I ever? Mean, do you, you probably had never watched a show called Parks and Recreation. No. no. Okay. Well, it, it's a pretty funny show. All right. So some of the Saturday Night Live people, you know, kind of made this sidebar show. And um, and, and it's pretty funny, man. It's about this parks and recreation department in like Indiana, you know, like a small little town in Indiana and all the crazy stuff that happens to them. It, it's pretty funny, you know. And um, anyways, but one of the parts is like there's this like cult that, you know, believes the world is coming to an end and they reserve the, the park every year for their end of the world celebration, you know, when the, it's like their annual celebration for the end of the world. And, um, and so the guy that runs the parks department, um, he always like reserves it for them for the upcoming year, you know, and, and then he like makes their special little flutes that they play and sells it to them and all. And, and, uh, and the people are like, uh, you know, Oh yeah, I'll buy one of those. Will you take a post-dated check? You know, like they're all like elbowing each other. Like it's so funny. The world's oh, yeah. going to end. It's just, yeah. you know, the dude thinks he's getting a check. He'll never be able to cash it. You know, the world's going to end. And then, you know, the next year they're, they're back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. That's about where we're at. Yeah. We missed another rapture, believe it or not. But what well, a star was moving into a different uh, constellation and, and they were like, Oh, this is, this is it. This is the rapture. And it's not, it's the feast of trumpets in 2028. Everybody knows this. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just that easy. I don't know how they've missed it all these years, but the um, so in that we see the one language. We see God saying that, hey, if they if they all have one mindset, if they all have one language, they can't be stopped. They'll do whatever needs to be done. And so he confuses them, man. He drops them all over the place. Not only confuses their tongues, but he also divides them across creation. Now, um, in your history book, what they will try to say is from this fertile crescent that they just began to migrate and they just migrated. They chased animals. Okay. And, um, and then how the, how the native Americans got upon this continent of North America and then moved into Central America and South America is, uh, the Bering Strait. All right. It's only one problem that doesn't exist. There is no Bering Strait. There's just a place where the ocean is a little more shallow 
than the rest of the ocean. Was that like 40 miles or something like that? Oh, it's tremendously deep, you know. And so they're like, no, oh. I mean like a part. Oh, like the distance? The tip of Russia to the tip of Alaska. I think it's more than 40 miles. I don't know. Is it? Uh, I can't remember how. I, yeah, I, I couldn't say exactly, but I just know that the Bering Strait is named after a guy whose last name is Bering, who just came up with a theory. And now it's taught as if it's fact, but it's just a theory. It's, you, you mean like Adams? Yeah. that were created by a Jesuit priest. Yeah, like, it's everything, man. Yeah, like hundreds of years ago. Modern science is just guesses built on guesses built on guesses. And like if you can build on the guesses, then they're like, he's a genius. But if you come up with something that doesn't agree with the guesses, they're like, oh, well, you know, that's, that's just stupid. That's anti-science. Well, you know? I mean, and who writes the – who has the history books written again? Nazis. Exactly. Yep. So that's it. That's where it is. And so the um and you know the statistics show that nine out of ten scientists agree with whoever's funding them. Yes. And so that's a, <laughs> it's probably nine point five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy just doesn't realize where the check is coming from. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, he's like, I get paid to say it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know but you know, they come up with this idea of the Bering Strait that here are these people chase animals across the ocean that wasn't the ocean yet there was still land there now where'd all the extra water come from they're like oh well stuff was frozen that ain't frozen now and so stuff not frozen unfroze even though there's still frozen stuff there some of it froze some of it unfroze and the unfrozen part made the ocean get bigger and like well that doesn't make any sense you know that's doesn't make any sense it's a lot easier just to believe what the Bible says. You know, Native Americans were here because God put them here. He also put people in Central America. He also put people in Southern, you know, South America. He put people in Africa. He put people in Russia and Europe on these islands in the middle of the ocean. There is people. Right. Australia. He put them there. Okay. God put them there. Exactly. How'd they get to Hawaii? How do Hawaiians get to Hawaii? What land bridge do they walk across to get to Hawaii? It was a boat. Oh, oh, it was a boat. What they boat. what they did was um, they were all smoking weed, and a few of them were at a party, and they got on a boat and just landed there. Okay, right. it was like you were telling that from a first hand experience. <laughs> They're smoking weed, they had three gallons of chocolate milk, and then they oh, wound it, up on Hawaii. It was a theory. It'll be peer reviewed, and you know I'll get like validated dollars. Somebody will give you a, a yeah. doctorate. Yeah, that's yeah. my doctrinal I'll thesis. Get an honorary doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> you go, well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have this uh so we see how the people got where they where they are. We see the origin of the cultures. They go from one culture to many different cultures. So this would explain how all these different cultures have stories of giants have stories of dragons, have stories of a giant flood and a dude on a boat, why there's pyramids all across the, the whole world has pyramids on it. Every continent has pyramids. There's pyramids in the ocean. There's pyramids on Antarctica. There are pyramids everywhere, okay? Maybe because they all had the same story, had the same cultures, had the same heritage, and then it began to become much more unique and distinct over the course of time after the languages were divided. But they still maintained certain 
certain culture, you know, certain stories survived, you know, even the separation of the cultures. Right, right. So we have, uh, we, we've got this, this dude, this dude, and they believe, and the politicians believe in Gilgamesh. You know, mm-hmm. the politicians believe that these things were true and these things are real. That's why they have satanic rituals. Mm-hmm. That's why you have Bohemian Grove where they have a giant owl that they worship and you've got all the media moguls and the politicians and all kinds of folks that go out there and do all these evil things because they know these things are true. That's right. That's it. You know, so so what we see is after the flood to the time of Peleg would have been somewhere between 140 and 400 years. Okay, so because his lifespan is somewhere around that 250 mark. And by chasing the lineages, we can come to the conclusion that after Noah got off the boat, somewhere the Tower of Babel happened 140 to 400 years because it happened during the life of Peleg. So the Tower of Babel would have happened anywhere from 140 years after they got off the boat to 400 years after they got off the boat. Um, That's not very long. No, I mean, they, they go and they say, let's build this city, let's build this uh, this tower, and let's, let's work out our own salvation. That's it. That's exactly what it is. You know, it's just this, this um, you know, the pride of man, of that I can do what I want. You know, can't nobody stop me. You know, this, this man-centric idea, which was the ideas of, of the Enlightenment. You know, of this period of, that we call the Enlightenment of the, um, you know, 1600s, where we go through the Reformation of reforming the Catholic Church, and then we fall into this time of Enlightenment. And uh, it's funny that we call it Enlightenment because we actually got a lot dumber during the Enlightenment. And what the Enlightenment was, was moving off of the Bible as our basis of reality because the Catholic Church had screwed up the Bible. They had quit following the Bible and just followed the kings, you know, whatever the Pope said. And, uh, and so they quit being a church, and they started to be in an institution, a government within themselves that wasn't Christian at all. They were Roman Catholic Church. They were more Roman than they were church. And, uh, and so they had perverted a lot of things. And then the Enlightenment comes along and goes, uh, you know, I think we're going to trust man instead of trusting God. And so we're no longer going to base what we believe off of what God says, but off of what man can experience, what man can think. And so it was the whole scientific method left the pages of Scripture and instead entered man's imagination. And man just started to dream up stuff and pretend stuff and come up with these crazy theories. And, you know, some dude who was, you know, pooping his diaper 30 years ago and they're like, now he's smarter than God. Now he can contradict the Bible. He can't really tell the difference between a navy blue sock and a black sock, but I think I trust him with the universe. Right. <laughs> and you go, ah, nah, man. I think just that, just, you know, thus saith the Lord is a whole lot more uh, firm to base my believing off of than thus saith Socrates. Yeah. Or yeah, Isaac all those, Newton or you know, uh, any of the rest Isaac of them. Newton, yes, all those crazy people. He should have stopped were... with the figs. Huh. When he got the fig Newton, he should have been like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, I've, already, seriously. I've achieved all that I can achieve in this life. I've contributed all that I contribute to society. I'm going to take a step back. Yeah. But instead, he was like, gravity. 
Yes, really. Gravity. <laughs> Gravity and dark matter. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> yep, yep. That's it. So, so yeah, man. You know, so said, this is a real pivotal moment in in biblical history. And as we close down chapter 11, here we've discussed the first 1,400 years of human history between Genesis chapter 2 and Genesis chapter 11. It covers 1,400 years of human history. And we see the, the monumental things of recreation, you know, not creation, but recreation. We see uh, the fall, then we see the flood, and here we see the dispersion, the confusion of man, you know, with the Tower of Babel. And the whole idea behind this Tower of Babel was, um, I will be like God. I will set my throne above his. It's, it's the same thing that Satan himself was doing. Now the followers of Satan were trying to do the exact same thing. Yep, yep. His children being uh, being in the forefront, you know, the, the fallen angels... Uh, and their children and whatever that second influx of, of angels was or however those giants came back in. Yeah, it's the same story over and over and over again. You'd think he'd come up with something original. Yeah, but, but you see, he's not, a, he's not a creator. He's an imitator. Right. You know, so he's not a songwriter. He's a karaoke singer. So all he can do is, is try to give his version of what God is. Um, he, he can't outdo God. He can't come up with something new. He either has to pervert it or just make a, you know, a, a B version of it. Yeah. So he traps people's minds by taking them uh, out of this planet and puts it on a globe and saying, now you're trapped. You're uh-huh. trapped on a globe in an infinite universe and you're not unique. God doesn't care about yeah. you because there is no God. Or he, he teaches them, you know, during the Enlightenment, the the one of the major schools of thought was deism. And deism is this idea that, that yeah, God created everything, but now he doesn't care. You know, he, he's he's there, but he doesn't intervene in the affairs of man. He, he spun the world on its axis, and he stepped away. You know, he's busy at the moment, and you need to figure it out on your own. Yeah, yeah, I think Isaac Newton was a deist. Um, most of Europe during that time was were deists, and that's where a lot of people in um, a lot of people confused, even with the founders of, of this nation of America, that a lot of the founding fathers ascribed to deism. But even within deism, there is what God is it. You know, so deism doesn't mean like agnosticism. You know, like there there is a God, we don't know who it is. You know, so there's a God, but. We can't connect to him. We don't know who he is. That's agnosticism. Deism was there is a God. He's the Christian God, but he's disconnected from us. The Christian God. Yeah. Deist, deism believe that uh, a lot of deism, a lot uh, of deists. Okay, did. so not all of them. No, you can no. believe in the Christian God and be a deist, mm-hmm. but you can you're be not a deist a Christian and do because else. you're a deist. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. So yeah, you know, so you would, the deism is just the theory that there's a creator God who now has nothing to do with creation, who left creation unto itself and is waiting to see how it all plays out. You know, so God is detached from the affairs of man. And, um, but even within deism, there were Christian deists. You know, so people who said that that God, that creator God, is the Christian God. He's just 
disconcerned with the affairs of man. Like he sent us Jesus, you can get saved, but you know he's not intimately involved in your daily life. Okay, so after Jesus died, then he just didn't care anymore. Yeah, you know, it's not like he intervened, you know, with Paul or Peter or, you know, the book of Acts. Or it's not as if he, um, you know, kind of gave a revelation to John of how he's going to intervene in the future. <laughs> so and, and the they're fig, missing a lot. Yeah, yeah. The, the fig tree where Israel becomes a, a nation yeah. again. So that was all. But you got to remember, man, at the founding of the nation, they'd only been reading the Bible for themselves for like a hundred years. So, I mean, like they're just coming out of the Catholic priest reading in Latin and then telling them what the Bible says. You know, like we're very, we're not very far removed from John Tyndall to the founding of the nation. I mean, it's it's only like 100, 150 years or so, you know, between those two events. So a lot of these dudes were well-read in the Bible. They knew what the Bible said. Um, because they'd torn into it, but they were seeing it with fresh eyes. You know, they, they didn't have a historical view upon it because they're only a few generations into the study of the scriptures in their own language. As a as a culture. Yeah, yeah, as a yeah, culture. As exactly. A culture. Yeah. And so, you know, because up until then the Catholic Church was like, No, you come to us, we tell you what God says. Right. You know, yeah. and we don't want you you know, uh, Tyndall was was uh, martyred. For trying to just translate the Bible into English. And so um, they literally killed a dude for trying to let people read the Bible for themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, because when you lose control, you lose money, you lose the power, and the That's devil it. don't want you reading that Bible. That's it. And it was a highly religious culture. Um, you know, people were, were very devoutly Christian. Yeah, because they were but, scared to death. Yeah, but they had never read the Bible for themselves. Yeah, you know, I mean... Just whatever the priest said. You're being told that if you're not Catholic, you go to hell. So, mm-hmm. um, so you're going to be Catholic, and you're going to pay for them dowries and every or not dowries, but you know you're going to pay them indulgences and everything else because you're scared to death. That's right. That's right. You got to. And so, um, you know, so that's where a lot of the problems came from. You know, but but you know that was kind of the the religious thought of the day is this deism of that God's detached. You know, and that's just what that's just what the devil would want you to think. You know, is that God doesn't really care. You know, he's not really involved. And uh, you know, if they can get you to believe that, they can get you to believe anything. And uh, and honestly, that's the state of modern American Christianity. Is a lot of people manage, you know, just whatever I heard a preacher say one time. That's that's what I'm rolling with. I'm not studying the Bible for myself. I've just, you know, I pick up tidbits here and there. I'm, I'm doing the best I can with what I know. Well, yeah, I mean, you read the Bible and you don't understand the Bible because the Holy Spirit is not telling you what the Bible says, mm-hmm. you know. And we, we've got all this collusion going on from, like, the Left Behind series and all that other stuff telling people they don't need to understand the Bible because they're going to be gone. You're going to jetpack out of here, man. You yeah. know, it's all, it's all pre-tribby. Yeah. And so uh, before t- things get tough, we're out of here. That's you right. Know, don't. Though, don't read your Bible. God loves you more than he loved Peter, Paul, John, and or all of the early all church. All the other pastors, all the other early church, all the martyrs who've come before. But God loves you. That's You're right. special. You're better than You just church. buy my book. That's right. That's it. You buy, buy my, my book. book. And it's easier to sell a book that says, hey, we're jetpacking out of here than it is one going, um, you need to get ready. It's, it's going to get tough. They're, they're going to. 
hunt the Christians. Yeah. So, and what's funny is Book of Revelation even tells you who's going to hunt the Christians. It's going to be the secular Christians. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so it's like, yeah, it's, it's going to be those people who are raised in church but have no relationship with God whatsoever. That's where the persecution comes from. So it's it's, it's not it's not so father much turning against son. It's not son. the lost yeah. world. It's the lost church, and the lost church persecutes the true church, and that that's where the end time persecution comes from. Wait a minute, that happens now. Yeah, yeah, it does. So, yeah, the people who want church but want to be like the world are usually the most hateful towards those who just want to be like Christ. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because you're weird, man. Yeah, what are you doing? Can't you just do what I want? Yeah. Just do what I want. <laughs> Who cares what the Bible says? Just do what I want. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, it's a constant thing of just watering it down, of of uh, carnal, secular, Christian flavoring on just carnality, on secularism, you know, and, and you see that with your, with your quote-unquote Christian artists, your, you know, your Lauren Daigles who— who says that they don't think that they can say whether or not homosexuality is a sin because they don't read their Bible. They hadn't read it. They hadn't read it, man. They just, they're making, you know, they're making a minus or B plus music because Christian music has gotten better as far as its quality, as far as its sound quality. Um, it's not as bad as, you know, Carmen, but, uh, you know, at the same time, it hasn't gotten more Christian. It's just gotten better at sounding secular um it hasn't gotten better in its theology and so you know that's why you have churches that sing hillsong and bethel and people think daigle is great and all is you know it's just carnality a secularism that just invades the church and that's it so yep all right man well i think we've talked this one to death you know so um do you want to jump back any more chapters or are you ready to call it a night <laughs> you know you want to rewind this thing or i mean there's just you know we can't cover everything but uh but yeah i think we, I think we beat it down pretty good <laughs> all right all right guys so we'll wrap it up here so thank you for tuning in as we always say man hey help us get the word out you know we've passed over uh 840 listeners with this one and uh and so with that help us continue to grow and spread you do that by hitting the like button hitting the share button by sending it to somebody introducing them to the podcast and our whole endeavor is to simply speak the truth and expose people to a new way of thinking getting them think for themselves and read the scriptures for themselves with a new lens in a new way So until next time, this is Brother Jonathan with Brother Todd. We're here at the woodshed where we tell the truth even when it hurts.